from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. We got our friend Darren Vaught. ACC Baseball, etc. is the podcast. ACC Casual Baseball fan season is upon us. We're about a month out from the ACC Baseball Jamboree at the Durham Bulls Athletic Park. Darren, what up, man? Uh, not a, I know I feel like I say this every week, but uh, wacky weekend of let's start, let's, ACC baseball. It's funny. This is where casual ACC baseball man here goes, ah, it's this Boston College. I think of Boston College as like a team that doesn't really add much of anything to the ACC, but they're actually pretty good, and they swept the Tar Heels this weekend, their first ACC sweep of the weekend. It's kind of a big deal. Yeah, their first three wins in Chapel Hill – in program history as a matter of fact Jeez, okay. so game one on friday they walked it off in the 10th made history with that obviously if they had never won a game in chapel hill they had never won a series in chapel hill in fact the eagles had never beaten north carolina in a series so they notched some history there on night two and then the obvious fact is if they had never won a series against north carolina they had also never swept North Carolina. So they did that. But no, they're up back up to number 11 in the country. They've been as high as ninth. They are firmly in the hosting conversation mm-hmm. and probably having the best season in their program's history. Darren Vaught joining us here on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. That's Joe Ilias. I'm Joe Giglio. All right, who, who of the teams that got swept, who reside in the triangle this past week, <laughs> which one did it hurt more? The Wolves? got swept by Clemp or Carolina getting swept by BC? Yeah, both weird outcomes. Uh, just when NC State was starting to hit this point where it was like, okay, they're coming into their own. Yeah, we Gino talked about Gruber. this last week. Like the back end yeah. of the schedule maybe kind of benefits uh, NC State. Yeah, very weird result. I think it hurt North Carolina more. North Carolina was coming off of already a series loss. I can't twist my um, head enough. <laughs> you, you realize, all right, Darren, I get it. I get it. We're, 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 we are professional friends. We are. Yeah. But we have never interacted on the radio where I've had to explain how things work between NC State and North Carolina. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm, I'm all ears. What's going on? What happened last year at NC State? Unfortunate things. They were like Team 69 or whatever they were. 65. Yeah. Not nice. Yep. 65. Yeah. 65, 65 in, in baseball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Did not get in. Yeah. With Carolina, we're talking about whether they host or not, right? Not whether they get in or not. Kind of, yeah. I and mean, and like, always look, with Carolina, by the way, just so you know, even when State goes there and, and beats them in Chapel Hill by 100 runs, <laughs> four days later, and you know this, and you know where I'm going. Four days later, they'll go to Durham, and just oh yeah, by the way, we're gonna we're gonna win the ACC championship. Cool, <laughs> cool. Meanwhile, Elliot will be you know get diphtheria and struck by a cobra and kicked out of the damn <laughs> tournament. So don't get my pressure up, Darren. Well, don't I'll do that to me. I'll give you this. Though it does always seem like something that happens to NC State. You know how that extra innings game ended for North Carolina on Friday night, I do not. No, give it to me. Top spinning, tie tie game. 
ground ball induced. Looks like it's going to be, no, not a tie game. North Carolina was up one. So it was going to be the game. Put it away. Top spinning, hard ground ball bounces on the edge of the infield grass, guys, off of what was confirmed the next day to be a sprinkler head. <laughs> Goes 10 feet up into the air now, over their short stuff. Yeah. That's, that's some state, state stuff. That's how the heels lost. That's that's how the heels right lost. Ooh. Wow. Is there room so for both I, of them? Maybe the curse in, of in no, the, maybe the curse of K is real. <laughs> you know? Like when a sprinkler head is costing you a victory at baseball? They still won the field oh. hockey championship. Yeah, they did. Okay, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Uh Julio, are you asking if there's room for both of them in, in, in the tournament? In NCAA yes. regional? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And at this point, they both very much have regional resumes. Okay. Still a few weekends to go. And look, the ACC championship in Durham is is going to be especially wild because really the league plays out like this. It's Wake Forest at the tip top. Everybody else in this middle region except for Florida State at the bottom. And the realistic nature is in Durham, all of these middle teams, it might not always be the same thing for, for each of them. They all are going to have something to play for, whether it's hosting, whether it's making it at all. I mean, it's it's going to be chaos. Darren Vaught, ACC Baseball, et cetera, is a podcast. Sound. Check it out. All right, before we say goodbye, um, Cam Hayes picked a hell of a news dump to announce he's, he's going to transfer and play basketball at ECU on the same day that the Wolfpack and the Pirates are playing. So I feel like we have to go into, like, Pirates' corner here with ECU because uh, they are, like, an honorary ACC baseball team for <laughs> they us. Act- they actually lost a couple games this week. It yeah. just doesn't happen. Yeah, just a, a weird, weird weekend. But that being said, we've got an awesome week for for baseball in North Carolina. But what about baseball. tonight? What about tonight? The Pirates right, you're, you're, and the Wolfpack. You, you, Darren, it's super sunny. You need, like, <laughs> you need a winner. You need a winner is what you need here. Give okay. me I need winners, Darren. Who you got? Who's gonna who's gonna be angry? That's maybe I should maybe I should rephrase it. Who's gonna be angry tonight? Because when ECU and I, NC State play, somebody's gonna be angry. Someone's going to be angry. You know what? I bet it's Cliff Godwin. <laughs> Not even pirate fans. I bet it's Cliff Godwin. State wins by some Something, thing something happened. Like he didn't like the call. Me. He didn't like the strike zone that day. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's probably like what it that. is. That's probably what it is. Yep. All right, Darren. We, he, you're right. Darren's so sunny. He is. He needs to hang out with me more. He, I was gonna say, Darren. This is, byproduct, this is a byproduct. This is a byproduct of you not hanging out with us enough. All right. We'll, <laughs> I'll bring him down. <laughs> we, will a, we will absolutely, absolutely break you wear down. Him down. Wear you down, man. <laughs> All right, Darren. We'll talk to you later. All right. Be good, guys. Did you know that your unused medications could end up in the wrong hands? It's important to keep your medication secure in a locked location, such as a locking box or locking cabinet. When it's time to dispose of them, safety and properly dispose of old, expired, or unused meds by using an at-home disposal product or a medication disposal box in your community. Don't miss out on medication take-back events happening near you. Don't let anyone take what's yours. Lock your meds. Be aware. Don't share. Learn more at lockyourmeds.org nc. So you weren't here yesterday. Luis Fernandez hanging out, and it finally happened live on NFL Live. Adam Schefter breaks the news. Aaron Rodgers finally traded. It's very convenient. Yeah. Yeah. Funny how that worked out, right? 
So this happens yesterday, and everybody's trying to break down whether you know who won the deal, right? So of course everybody's really excited because the Jets have Aaron Rodgers, cool. But here's uh, here's what happens: they flip the 13th and the 15th pick in Thursday night's draft. No blood there. No, no, no big deal there. They get a 2023 second round pick. That's the 42nd overall this year. A second round pick yeah. this year, which I thought all along yeah. would be the val- would be the price. A 2023 sixth round pick. That's the 207. Doesn't no value. And then a conditional 2024 pick. Whoa. Whoa. Conditional Whoa. 2024 second round pick that becomes first if Rodgers plays 65% of the snaps. So at worst, it's a two. So they they traded two twos for Aaron Rodgers when I thought they could probably just trade one two well, for Aaron Rodgers. You say two twos. I'm telling you a two and a one. Well, because, yes, because if he plays at all, basically he has to play in 12 games. I think is how Bill Barnwell explained yes. it. It was it was a good it was a nice move by uh, Brian Gutekest with, with Green Bay to get it not to be based on any kind of statistical other than participation. Mark my words. Mark the tape. We'll revisit this. Set up this freezing cold takes if you have to. That 2024 conditional pick is going to be a first-round pick because he's going to play, and oh, yeah. it's going to be a great pick because the Jets are going to suck. Oh, come now. I'm telling you right now. Aaron, okay, this is, the, this is the unspoken part about this entire Aaron Rodgers experience. The man has basically been given everything he's wanted with the Green Bay Packers, and he keeps telling you, I want to retire, I want to retire. He spends his off-seasons doing ayahuasca, pooping in a dark cave, and then going on podcasts and telling you about it for 90 minutes. The man's going to New York at the same time where he's denying 9-11, okay? So I'm telling you right now, this is a disaster. This is the Alabama basketball. This is what was the other vibe that you gave me, and I was like, and then I had to come back and say to you, well, you were right. Okay. No other explanation. Sometimes, well, this is not even a vibes thing. This is just the Jets are still the Jets, and they're getting an old fading quarterback to save them. They're way too excited about this for a team that has to get out of an AFC East that's difficult. Okay, did the Bills drop off? Are are, are the Dolphins still good? I mean, Tua Tagovailoa has got some injury issues to work through, but I mean, did, no, they're still. The They're Dolphins are pretty good, right? Yeah. So pretty loaded, right? Oh, do you know? Do you think Bill Belichick's in here going, "Yes, I cannot wait to prove my defensive prowess by shutting a man down who lost in Week 18"? What did they do to the Lions? Oof. Okay, so every time it's time for Aaron Rodgers to come up big, he's come up short. So now you're going to the side of the AFC where you got to be big every freaking week, dude. Every week, who are the quarterbacks he's got to go up against in the AFC every week? So this is going to be a disaster for the Jets. And the Jets are going to Jets so badly. And Mike Greenberg's going to be on ESPN. Oh, why did I name my third dog Aaron? I'm telling you, this is so obvious what's going to happen. And the Green Bay Packers are going to look like geniuses. Remember when the Packers were told they had no leverage in this? They ended up getting a pretty good deal. They did. And they, they got can, more than I thought they would. And they can thank Aaron Rodgers for that because Aaron Rodgers went running to Pat McAfee in the middle of March saying, my expectation and my desire is to play with, I expect to play with the Jets. So that put the Jets in a position where, damn it, we got to make this move. And Packers are going, fine, New York, you don't want to make a move? I'm sure we can open up trade talks and go somewhere else and make this make this a thing. You're going to go back to your constituency and say, oh, sorry, guys, we came up short on Aaron Rodgers. Would you like a, a busted Jimmy Garoppolo instead? Would you like Zach Wilson again? Oh, oh no. all those things that we said about Zach Wilson, not true. So, again, At I guess— At least they'll get to keep him on ice this year. Yeah, sure. Maybe they can develop him. Oh, by the way, that is the biggest galaxy brain take I've seen. You're joking. I know. But I saw it. I saw this take today. I forgot what football website that I follow put this out saying, hey, 
this is probably best for Zach Wilson's development because they can't put him on ice. And because you know Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, Rodgers is so, so good, is such a great mentor, such a great mentor, such a great oh, mentor. always willing. Oh yeah, absolutely. Just ask his rookie wide receivers last year when he showed up to. Oh, that's right, he didn't show up to any of the camp. He ran them over with a bus. It's because, too late. It's too late because he was too busy drinking psychoactive teas. Anyway, I think this is hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. And the Jets are once again setting themselves up to be hurt. You think state? We were just talking about state. You think state fans set themselves up to be hurt? Yeah, 69 was the last time the Jets were good. The Jets. They they got a head start. The Jets always find a way. Jets, the Leafs, England. Always find a way. Although, shout out to the Leafs. I mean, it was 4-1. 4-1 last night. It's pretty wild. They're going to win that series. It's pretty good. It's not bad. Uh, No, it's better than than most. That's true. Are you ready for the big game? At The Designery, we can help you arrange your kitchen in the perfect way to feed everyone coming over for the big game. I'm Dana Merrill, the owner of The Designery in North Raleigh. And I am True Merrill. The Designery grand opening, we're scheduled to open May 16th and do our grand opening party then. We're going to be catering some food. We're doing some giveaways. We have a VR headset, an Echo Show, some kitchen gadgets, and some fancy knives. 12 to 2 p.m., stop by our showroom 3030 wake forest road that's the designery at the designery.com joining us on the heaster automotive group hotline our old friend jonathan alexander he is now with the houston chronicle covering the houston texans and jonathan first off what's up man good seeing you secondly are people still mad at lovey smith for how the season ended man because they don't have that number one pick first of all it's good seeing you too but uh Anytime we talk about the Texans possibly not getting their quarterback, it reverts back to Levy Smith. And somewhere he's sipping a pina colada on the beach, just laughing because they fired him, but he made them pay in the very end. So, yes, Texans fans are pissed. Lovey Smith. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think people are getting confused here, Jonathan, because they hear this kind of, oh, the, the Texans are going to run this draft gamut and not take a quarterback. And it's funny because even I fell for it. Because I was thinking in my head, well, maybe they'll just take Hendon Hooker with a really high pick in the second round, which they yeah. own. Yeah. But no, they have the number 12 pick. Yeah. There's a real possibility Stroud, Levis, or Anthony Richardson, who mm-hmm. they may like best, could fall to them at 12. So yeah. it feels like we're doing a lot of hand-wringing for no reason. Yeah. I, I don't. I think there's, there's zero chance that the, that the Texans leave this draft without a quarterback. Like they're going to get one at they're either going to trade up from 12 and try to get one or they're going to get Hendon Hooker at 32 or 33. I think, yeah, they have 33. So they're going to get one. They're not going to leave without it. But the number two pick is what makes it interesting because you have a chance to get the second best quarterback who's ahead of the other two guys. But um, the word is that they just don't have interest in, in CJ's trial, which to me is, is is mind-boggling. But, you know, everybody has their process. They may have found out something that, that I don't know. So, well, how much of this also could be a smokescreen? And Jonathan Alexander joining us. He covers the Houston Texans for the Houston Chronicle. I do feel like Stroud is the main character like mm-hmm. we have every year ahead of the draft. There is a main character. And it went from he looked pretty good in that loss to Georgia to – well, you know, his S2 cognitive test wasn't so hot, so we don't know if we could really take him. And then there's some question as to whether or not those numbers are, are even factual or they're completely out of context. So is it if it was a smoke screen, is are the Houston Texans trying to move out of that two spot? 
I mean, because they're trying they're trying to indicate to others like, oh, you thought you were going to get Will Anderson, but you're not. We're going to take him. Yeah. I mean, how much of this could be them kind of posturing ahead of the draft? I mean, all right. So Nick Casario is probably one of the most secretive people in the league. Okay. You talk to GMs, anybody, they'll tell you like he's a he's a he doesn't have relationships with other guys. One time in a press conference, um, it was a press conference right after they fired Levy Smith and a reporter. Um, he's more of a blogger, but a reporter was like, um, I'm tired of you using all these word salads. Like, <laughs> like toss around things. So if it was a smoke screen, I wouldn't be surprised because that's Nick Casario's MO. But having said that, I do think that there's some truth to the fact that the Texans aren't high on CJ Stroud. Okay. CJ Stroud's people who, and I, I remember asking them, like, um, some of his people, why, why do you think the Texans aren't here at the pro day? I'm not surprised. Like, they don't really have a great relationship. Um, I don't think that that's played the major part in it, but I think that does factor into it a little bit. So uh, it could be part of a smoke screen. I think they do want to trade back. I did if they could get a big call and still get their guy, who, who they think is a quality pick later on. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that does play a little bit of a part of it. Jonathan, I'm not going to accuse you of uh, covering college football because you cover the NFL. Yeah. But it, they have the number two pick in the draft. I, I think they'll have their choice of everyone not named Bryce Young. Mm-hmm. I think the truth of the matter is, though, I think one of the, the players that's not a quarterback is probably the best actual player mm-hmm. in this draft. Yeah. And I don't want to accuse the Texans of trying to do something smart because God knows they haven't done anything smart in a long time. <laughs> but could they just be sitting there and going, you know what? All things being equal, Will Anderson is the best player in this draft, mm-hmm. and we're going to take him. Yeah, I, and I I think that that is the most likely scenario that's going to happen. I don't think you're going to find a team. The only team that I think that they would trade back with, possibly, is the Minnesota Vikings, and they're all the way at 24. And the Texans are going to have to figure out, do we want to fall back all the way that far? Okay. I don't think they will. I think the most, most likely scenario is they draft Will Anderson, get the best defensive player in this draft, um, aside from Jalen Carter, who has that off-the-field issues. And then try to get your quarterback a little bit later um, tr- by trading. I think that is possibly – or at 12, which I think if they take Will Anderson at two, then and the Cardinals might not be able to trade back. So you'll have two defensive players going back yeah. to back, which will push the quarterbacks further back, which will give them an opportunity to get a quarterback at number 12. So I think that's entirely possible. Jonathan Alexander covers the Houston Texans for the Houston Chronicle. He's joining us on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. We know what the Panthers are going to do. They're going to take Bryce Young, or at least all indications are they're going to take the Bryce Young. Unless, uh, Jonathan, uh, somebody in the Panthers organization, when you used to cover them, uh, mistakenly sent you a scoop here recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like some they haven't updated their contacts or something like that. You're not, you're not still getting some info from the building, are you? I, mean, I talk to them all the time. <laughs> I've been I've been chatting with uh, people in the Panthers organization. They told me before um, when CJ Stroud was like super like when everybody was like number one on CJ Stroud. Yeah, yeah. I had, I had people telling me like Bryce Young's the safest pick. Like I like him. Like okay. they weren't telling me they were going to pick him, but they were telling me that about Bryce Young. So I always kind of had that indication like, okay, y'all Texas fans, y'all better calm down. Y'all might not get Bryce Young. So <laughs> <laughs> and recently I asked somebody. I was like, um. I, I was talking to my Panthers organization. I was like, all right, so what the Texans love Bryce Young. What would it take for them to trade up? And they were like, it would take a haul. Like, yeah. they're going to have to give us everything. You know, I think that they, the Panthers have an idea. They like another quarterback, but they love Bryce Young so much. Like, they would have to 
get a lot in return okay. to move down. So we should probably point out that Jonathan used to cover the Panthers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought I added that content. I don't know. I don't Maybe know. I didn't. We're locked in on the on the Texans right now. I mean, we, you know, Jonathan, we're not waiting into the uh, NFL world. I don't know you. I don't know if you know this or not, mm-hmm. but on the internet, the NFL is very popular. <laughs> very popular. <laughs> Rumors. We're we're just figuring this out <laughs> now. Yeah, because there'll Sword be people on this video right below us that will be commenting, telling you very obvious. that we don't know anything. Yes, yeah, which true. I mean, sometimes that, it's that, fair. That that is fair. Sometimes. That is fair. Although I did want to get back to that. And again, as, as Gilio mentioned, yes, Jonathan used to cover the Panthers for the Charlotte Observer. Uh, and it's great that you're still in communication with them. And there was a thought when they moved up to take the top pick in the draft. Uh, the idea of, I think the phrase was, we control the draft now. And people were com- were concocting these draft day movie scenarios yeah. where they moved up to, fan fiction to, to move back. And that's what mock drafts are, man. They're, they're fan fiction at this point. It's yeah. um, it's essentially the the furries of the NFL. Yeah. So I was I thought that was ridiculous, but it looks like I guess the Panthers, based on your conversations, I mean they're not opposed to it if the Houston Texans really or if anybody else really was hell bent on getting Bryce Young, that yeah. they would be at least willing to talk. Yeah, I think I think that the Panthers have probably multiple people that they like at this point. They like, they love Bryce the best. They have multiple people that they would be okay if they moved down, if they got a good haul, because they lost so much in that trade. They did. Number one. Yeah. And, um, you know, they're thinking about the future too. And if somebody were to give them like a haul, a first round pick, future first round pick, maybe second round pick and a little bit more to make up with what they lost and they could still get a quarterback that they really like. I think that they would do that, but I don't. I know that the Texans aren't going to offer what the Panthers okay. hope that the Texans would give. Jonathan Alexander, Houston Chronicle covers I, the Texans. I think he covered a Hendon Hooker game between Carolina and Virginia. I did. I did. I, did. I was did. talking to somebody yeah. about that. I was talking to somebody about that recently. That's funny <laughs> that you brought that up. Back when you were with us in Raleigh, I, 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 I that mean, was so long ago, dude. Like, Hooker is just now coming. Wait, how many? Yeah, ago. how many years ago was that when he came through, dude? So this, this had to be like eighteen, right? Like yeah, jeez, 18. It's like he played. He was really good. He was like one of the first, right, to say this Fuente guy is a, <laughs> yeah. is a wing nut, which is what I said. And then all their fans were like, "You're the worst, Julio." Yeah, uh, I have not heard from them since. That's yeah, really weird. Weird, weird how that uh, how that pans out. Works. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I mean maybe. Maybe that's the answer. Although it sounds yeah. like now, if you trust some of this draft intel, Jonathan, uh, we'll be seeing Hooker go later. But that would be fascinating to see yeah. Minnesota come up, take, I would assume, uh, Levis, mm-hmm. and then uh, the, the Texans there and take Hooker there at 24. That would be, that'd be yeah. awesome. And yeah, I would definitely awesome. say you said it first. Yeah. As first reported by. As first. Jonathan right. Alexander, Houston Our Chronicle. Guy. Hey, man, we appreciate it. Good catching up with you. Have fun. Uh, when are you taking off for Kansas City? Not. Nah, I'm staying here. Oh, you're staying uh, there? Okay. Yeah, they're doing like a quick turnaround to bring the players back. So I'm uh, staying in uh, in Houston. Oh, Joe. They draft. hold your hand on draft day, buddy. No, oh, yeah. once you're with them in the uh-huh. NFL, they, they care oh, about the NFL media. I but Jonathan see. knows the real struggle of trying to cover the draft from the college side when you're That's not cool. in the room, you're not at, you know at the facility. Yeah. You are a complete and total afterthought. But when you're Absolutely. there. 
you're their guy. And, and Jillio's learning another level. Always the afterthought. I'm always the afterthought. No, he also, he's, he's learning another level to being an afterthought. Then there's radio afterthought. Nobody mm -hmm. really cares about us. Mm -mm. All right, John. Then we'll talk to you later, man. Yeah, man. I appreciate y'all.